welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. I'm Jennifer Takagi with New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Today, I want to talk about adaptability in times of crisis. I don't know about you, but this COVID-19 coronavirus, it hit me in a hurry. Like, I didn't personally get it. And I do know somebody who has had it and recovered, thank goodness, And I know a couple of people who have loved ones who have it and are in the process of recovering. But it's a scary deal. And to me, it hit in a hurry. Like, I heard it was out there. I heard it was a thing. And the next thing I knew, poof. I mean, like, it had hit American soil. And now we are sheltering in place. Some places are actually quarantined. You can't leave your home businesses are closed down in some cases like completely shut down other businesses can do like restaurants a lot of restaurants are doing like curbside we have a local restaurant it's called whiskey cakes shout out whiskey cakes and they are known for doing farm to market and using local vendors versus you know nationwide vendors And they adapted so quickly to this. Like, as soon as there was a whisper, I think it was a whisper. It could have been more of a shout. But to me, it was a whisper of restaurants shutting down. They created a survival kit. And their survival kit contains three proteins. So I ordered this for one of my nephews and one of my nieces. It was three proteins. It was a whole chicken completely rubbed down in herbs and, you know, olive oil. I don't know what all. Ready to go in the oven and bake. A steak that one of my nephews cut up and made fajitas out of. Then it had six hamburger patties ready to grill. And my nephew's feelings were hurt because I went over to dinner that night. I invite myself over quite often. And the hamburgers were amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to go there as soon as they reopen and have a hamburger. And my nephew was like, oh, but wait a minute. It had nothing to do with the fact that I cooked them outside on a charcoal grill. And I went, okay, I'll give you a little bit of kudos. But in addition to your three proteins, you got three vegetables. Theirs were carrots, cauliflower, and I think I had a broccoli. A dozen eggs, a gallon of milk, a loaf of artisan bread that my great-niece Haley said was totally out of this world, amazing. And guess what their last item was that they threw in your great big bag survival kit? Guess. Do you have any idea? 
Do you know what it was? Yes. Uh-huh. It was a roll of toilet paper. So, they, they adapted. They have kept local vendors in business. The local vendors are able to continue to provide their products to the restaurant. Some of the kitchen staff are still able to work because they have to prepare all the food. You have to go home and cook it, but they're preparing it. They're getting it all ready for you. Um, for $12 a six-pack, you can get craft beer, and for $20, you can get a bottle of uh, local wine. And you just drive up and get it. They're there till they're gone, and then the next day, and it's whatever. And you can't complain. I mean, you can complain if you're just a whiner, but... You don't complain about what's in your bag because what's in your bag is what they got and have to prepare from their local vendors. They adapted so quickly. It took a really sharp mind to say, okay, we can't do business as usual, but we can do something. So were you personally prepared for the coronavirus? Was your organization prepared? Were you mentally prepared? Did you know what you were going to do if a crisis hit? For some people, that change from going into an office every day to working from home was swift. It was quick. And it has not necessarily been an easy adjustment. Uh, several years ago, I don't know, three or four, I was at a conference and, you know, you meet people at conferences and you talk to people and I'm very outgoing and I like to make new friends. And I started visiting with this gentleman and he said, well, I'm actually here with my wife. And I look around the table and I've kind of met everybody at the table and none of them appear to be his wife. And I was like, your wife, where's your wife? And he points over at the far back corner of the restaurant and he says, she's, she's over there with her other introvert friends where they can talk as little as possible and recover from the day of interacting with people. And I look over and there's a table of four women and they're just like so quiet. I mean, it's the quietest table in the restaurant. And I just kind of laughed. Well, as I've gotten to know her, she's quite the introvert. She's, she's super happy in her own skin. She loves to interact one-on-one, -on -one, but that whole big group thing, she just doesn't enjoy. Small group, yes. Big group, no. She posted something on the internet, I think it was last night, and it was something super cute, like, for those of us who are introverts and we're at home, we're ready for the rest of you to get out of here and go back to work. So it's not only about the work that you need done with your employees who are now home that were never home before. Have you considered what it's doing to them. So they're at home now and they're used to being at work. Okay, so if you have an extrovert like me and you're used to being around people and you're used to being at work and now you're at home all by yourself, okay, what does that do to their emotional well-being? What does that do to their thought process? They're used to hollering over the cubicle wall at Joe Blow and saying, hey, what do you think about this? What does that do to that interaction? What can you do to allow for that interaction. Can you have conference calls? Zoom is like everybody in the world now knows about Zoom who never knew about it before. Can you have Zoom calls, video calls, so that your people can connect and reconnect? What can you do?
So now you've got the extrovert who's trying to get work done. They, you know, extroverts, we do have to sit down and shut up every now and then. But now we've got kids running through the house because school's out. I think I just heard California is closed for the whole rest of the school year. So you're working from home all of April, all of May, and depending on when your school gets out, it could go into June. How are you going to manage that? How are you going to manage all the distractions of working from home? And how are you going to make sure your people are okay with this? It's a big deal. It's a big shift. You have to be adaptable. To be adaptable, you have to be the example. You have to be the example and you have to hold your mm together. How are you going to hold it together? Does your organization have an employee assistance program, EAP? If so, and if you are feeling the stress of trying to manage the workload, manage your employees while working at home with possibly your spouse there and the kids running around and trying to get their schoolwork done and creating a routine and it's overwhelming, please reach out and call your local EAP. If you're a larger organization, there's an 800 number you can call and you can have a little conversation with them and get a little perspective on this. The other thing to consider is giving your employees and yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of grace on your expectations. Some things absolutely have to be done. They're life or death. Other things may not be. So consider what you're asking your employees to do in this crazy, crazy time that's going on and how you expect it to be delivered, when you expect it to be delivered. Be clear, be concise, but give a little bit of grace. Modify your expectations. Adapt what you're asking for. This is completely unprecedented. There might be some people that were alive in 1918 when the Spanish flu came through, but they they were probably infants or toddlers, so they may not like be able to give us any good advice. So in some ways, we're kind of learning as we go, right? We don't necessarily know how to do all this. Stay home, wash your hands, be safe, and don't make going to the grocery store and getting your necessary groceries a family affair, having your kids run up and down the aisles. I'm just saying, I believe every state in the country is at least under a voluntary stay at home. We don't need this business to spread. Be adaptable. This whipped up in a hurry. How can you adapt? How can your business adapt? How can you connect with your employees? I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I've started a new Facebook group for my podcast listeners, and it is called New Manager Mastery. And I'm going to start giving some additional tips, answering your questions. So hop on over there and join the Facebook group, New Manager Mastery. I'm Jennifer Takagi, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. 
and may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible. 